What's up, everybody? This is Lola Ojabwale, founder of Lunch Pail Labs. Welcome back to Lunch Pail Daily, my personal audio diary on building and growing Lunch Pail Labs, which is a digital product studio based out of Atlanta, Georgia. In today's episode, we're going to jam about timeouts, which you know, might be the linchpin, the uh, annoyance of using LLMs and apps and LLM frameworks in a lot of use cases. So a little bit of background for anyone who's been is new. I have just been swan diving in all of the um, AI large language model things internally for Lunchpail Labs projects, trying to, you know, whoop up my productivity as a solo solo. And yeah, really focused on exploring the tools internally, not trying to build anything with it right now. Actually, my spicy, spicy take, which is increasingly not that spicy, is that most products that are just built on using AI for X are going to be DOA, dead on arrival. The models are improving so quickly. Um, OpenAI, all these companies who've been in this space for a long time, obviously have like really ambitious roadmaps. So I think any anyone who's on the sideline saying, oh, I could just pop this chat GPT into a wrapper. I don't know. I don't know how those are going to do, but that's not what I'm really here to talk about today. But using it internally, lots of use cases and having a ton of issues with timeouts, um, which I feel like with some of the frameworks, and this could be specific to, to LangChain or, and it might, and I think it's also just a thing of heavy AI processing. Because I, a lot of tools, Bubble, Vercel, I feel like a lot of modern tools, no-code tools, even some not no-code tools, I guess we would say Vercel is definitely not no code, but developer tools are built around this idea of like APIs resolving relatively quickly, you know, APIs, application pro uh, programming interfaces. So a lot of them will just boot or not even return a response if it doesn't process in quick enough of time. And I'm finding with a lot of the LLM chains and agents that I want to run in more like internal production workflows, not even external like customer workflows, is that it can't resolve, it can't execute because it takes too long because it takes time to process. Which I actually found surprising because I was using a lot of these in locally on my computer, um, not even deploying anywhere, and it worked totally fine. But that has been something that I've been finding as an issue. And I know for people who, for example, use Bubble, which is a no-code platform, want to use OpenAI, the timeout issues are pretty big um, barrier for being able to use a lot of applications. And the companies are working on it. I don't know if they'll... I know Bubble, for example, is working on a fix to like the timeout issues so that it doesn't boot after, oh, not getting a response because it takes some time for a response. Vercel uh, recently released this thing called edge functions, which I think are supposed to be like a, their sort of middle solution to work with large language 
models uh, and without someone having to kind of move elsewhere, but that has been very interesting to experience. And there are a few other workarounds instead of using the tools directly, which add more complexity. I think AWS Lambda and like Google Cloud functions are our popular solutions for doing the AI processing. If you can't use in like your hosting provider, like Vercel or Bubble or whatnot. I also ran into a tool that called Ingress that, or Ingest, I'll link it in the show notes that lets you keep your background jobs on tool or get, like, you know, keep everything on a tool like Vercel, for example, they have like an integration with Vercel and they will kind of help you break apart your jobs um, or your API chains or activities into smaller steps so that you don't run into timeout issues, but that also adds more complexity. It's really interesting for me just starting in a more no-code context, like my kind of frame of modus, my like way I think about things is when it's more flexible and cheaper, I have this heuristic of, cool, I'll use custom code, ongoing costs are going to be lower. But if I want something quick and more easy, then I kind of go to no code. But seeing some of these potential stacks where you can put together a ton of different stuff and end up more expensive than a coded than a no code solution. It's like, wow, that makes no sense <laughs> for me, at least. <laughs> also, another aside on something that I found that's been interesting and as sort of these tools that are more currently geared for more technical people who are developers. I think we're going to see a tidal wave of people who are developing that may not call themselves quote unquote developers, but are able to use these tools because of AI. Pricing is wild. And I, I think it's also because just in other contexts, you don't really have, or at least I don't really see or experience this phenomena of like super usage based pricing. So even in my in my research here on like edge functions and you know in jazz like there's so many different units usually made up units um that the company has and they have like a special definition for like oh like you get so many deploy function minutes per month or you'll you get so many edge um compute server capacity in period <laughs> and trying to understand and put into context of like, oh, based on the usage that I think I'm going to be doing, like, what does that actually mean from a cost perspective is actually quite, quite difficult. So hopefully that's something in time that they will update and change. And while this whole episode is kind of knocking on timeout issues and how they're annoying with the tools today, I really do think it is a moment in time that other people will figure out probably as soon as I stop recording this episode. Langchain, for example, which I've been really excited about what they enable. They just raised $10 million today, um, or at least announced that they've raised $10 million, which is freaking cool. And also just super sweet for me to see 
I think this is the first time I've like followed an open source project when I was like just getting started to seeing, oh, it become like a a pretty well-funded startup for that, I guess, first, first go on. So with that horsepower, uh, they'll probably come up with some solutions that make it easier to plug into existing infrastructure instead of having to say, oh, like for all the hosting providers or for all the no code tools or for all the places where you might plug into workflows and you might want to call your own custom lane chain, let's, you have to figure out how to deal with timeouts. So that's probably coming out. And another uh, great point too of using new frameworks or new exciting things judiciously. So just because I'm sprinkling AI on top of uh, stuff doesn't make it a better solution. Even the chain or the agent that I have running currently, it's probably a pretty bad use of using LLMs because I could just call the API directly. Like there's actually not really, it's probably more efficient for me to interact directly with the large language model or with the API. And I think there's going to be a lot of places where companies or makers maybe overcorrect and try to put AI into everything when it doesn't even make any sense or the user experience is actually much better um, just doing an API instead of chains and agents or whatnot. Definitely a balancing act, especially if you think about the you know, this time in the web where there's this all this focus on like UX and speed in particular. At my old company, there's this whole initiative of like getting our search down to like 500 milliseconds or something. And AI is slow. So like the opposite of it, which if you think about, you know, different alternatives, it's okay. I did some headshots, AI headshots, and they took six hours to generate from the service, which for any other software thing, I would say, what? That's I'm not gonna wait six hours to from the computer to do anything for me. But when you compare it to like human headshots, cool, yeah, saves you a lot of time. But there are a lot of tasks that I can totally see being way over applied where it's just annoying to have to wait so long to get it done. So that is my little rant for today. That is what I'm thinking about timeouts were on my mind because I have, um, I'd say playing with AI is my new form of uh, procrastination um, instead of doing the very real other things I have to do sometimes, but it's fun. And that was my thought. So I hope you all have the most wonderful one and I will catch you all later.